Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of the most sinister peaks of all time, a legion on Zoom. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to season two of the Legion on Zoom. God, that felt good to say. What's up? And, oh, but you're not saying your name this time? Well, I mean, to be honest, up. I got so caught up in the initial what's going on, everybody, which, like, it kind of gave me goosebumps. But, yeah, you know what? I messed up. Guys, season two, this is still Chess. You didn't mess up, bro. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's like people should know our names by now. But you That's know. also true. It's always good. We're getting new people on board. So hello, everybody. I'm Miguel, and I'm also very fucking happy to the season two, guys. Fuck yes. Yeah, we're back. I'm Rod. Oh, and also, um, one thing we should address, which um, Rod bring up at the end of last season. No one died. So we just want to start off Spoiler with Spoiler alert. Shit. Like, let them someone get into it. Someone could have died. Yeah, but like no one did, and whoever jumps in at the beginning of season two is like, nah, like you have to appreciate. Go, go back to the beginning. Because you don't and, know, maybe one of us might have died but came back, dude. You don't know what kind of damn, adventure, what kind of damn. adventure we had during the break, bro. Didn't that happen to Zoom? Like it happened to Zoom both on the CW verse. Like wasn't he running from the Black Flash, like death in Legions of Tomorrow, and then in uh in uh suicide squad hell to pay he's like running from the moment where he got shot by thomas wayne but he's Ooh. dead yeah, anyway, it, that blue woke. i'm sorry that, people I, I, that I'm, blew my mind at the end of that movie that he was like perpetually caught in the moment right before he died i was like oh i remember that i remember that goosebumps trip but see but that could have been one of us you know because i do think for the people out there for the fans that are returning we actually did take, you know, a few weeks off. You know, obviously, we, we still pretty much talk almost every day, I think, right? I think yeah, basically. On average, we pretty much message each other uh, constantly. But we didn't really, you know, like, we, we we took a break. You know, we didn't record. This is the first time we're recording. You guys saw each other, no? Like, during the break, right? Yeah, uh, Wonder Woman 84. Yep, yep, yep. Which oh, we're going to talk seems- about. We definitely will discuss. We're going to do a deep dive. And once again, as per our usual preferred, uh, I want to say, tool of measurement, if you're wondering how deep we're going to go, the answer is balls. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. Always balls deep. Okay. So now, in the news, there's some crazy stuff going on. I mean, the news has been a little bit on the slow side, but the stuff that's out there is actually very, very shocking outside of, you know, democracy falling apart. <laughs> Word. I'm about to say the news has been slow, I guess, for comic books. And <laughs> yeah, stuff, exactly. But otherwise, it's at an all-time high. But I mean, the news that really matters is no, you're comic right, you're book right. news. You're right. Because I will say for a minute there, we were like living in that, you know, Dark Knight Rises Bane scene. <laughs> no, like that was like, is that what was happening? Yo, where's Batman? What's going on? Yo, word. Yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so aside from, you know, like the end of freedom, um, <laughs> There is some crazy stuff going on. It's like the good stuff at HBO Max doesn't stop. At this point, I'm almost skeptical of how much good stuff coming. Now, we got Static Shock, and that's a live-action one, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Actually, I don't know anything about this news. What's going on? (laughs) I thought they're they're making the movie, no? They're making a Static Shock movie, right? So, the news right now is that HBO... I think we actually spoke about this, um, that HBO Max is going to release 
exclusive features just for the platform. We like actually haven't movie. talked about that yet here on the show. We haven't. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like off off uh, air, but oh, Simon. Yeah, so DC's planning to you know have its theatrical releases, the big movies, right? Aquaman two, uh, you know, whatever, and then have smaller features uh, on the app. So, and one of those happens to be Static Shock, and we heard about this back in Fandom. Where uh, we heard about this announcement. I mean, have there been any like any news about the castings, or do we know who's gonna play? I mean, obviously Jaden Smith, but you know, yeah, nothing so far. <laughs> just that wasn't like Michael B. Jordan involved or something. He's involved with everything. Yeah, I think <laughs> he's involved as a producer or something. No, like he's yeah, involved. yeah, yeah. I hope they give him a role or something. That'd be great. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan. You know, yeah, I was rewatching. Yeah. I'm gonna go into this in more detail maybe next episode. But I'm rewatching the DC uh, animated feature universe, and I didn't remember that he did the voice for Cyborg in uh, Paradox. Oh wow! Shut up! I yeah. for some reason didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm hearing the voice. I'm like, yo, it sounds familiar. And, and uh, it's, yeah, it's it's the guy. You and it's Killmonger double dipping. I uh, know, dude. That's dope, man. I actually, I didn't, I didn't had no idea that was fucking him doing the voice. That's great. I do think I want to mention also, like, that's actually big, big news. I think that can start and then set up for the rest of the news is like that thing, right? That that HBO Max and like Warner Brothers said for the DCU, right? What you were saying, Rod. That apparently, like, for every fucking movie that they're gonna do, everything is gonna have a spinoff something on HBO Max either a series, either a movie, either something like that. And it's like, that's kind of crazy to think like, wait, what? you're going to milk everything. But, but, but it, I guess it's, it's like they're doing what, Di- what Disney's doing. Right. So, yeah. I was about to say like, yeah. wait, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so HBO max is basically DC plus. Oh, I'm yeah, pretty much. It's, I mean, it, the, the subsection that they have for DC stuff is better. I don't know if I already said this, but it's better than the whole app <laughs> that was exclusively DC comics that costed like a hundred dollars a fucking year. Some uh, bullshit. Yeah. Whereas HBO Max is free for like you know AT&T subscribers or eight bucks, right? I just like to wonder at times, like, what happens at these meetings at Warner Brothers? It's like, let's make an app, then the app fails, then they go and sign deals with HBO, which is it owned by Warner Brothers? HBO, I think, or something like that, or yes, I think so. Yeah, I think it's all part of that same yeah, like family. It's like, it's all like once world's like, hey, let's put these things in the app. The app gets designed, they release comics, shows, all that stuff on it. Then it's like, no, let's put it on HBO Max. Cancel the app. What the fuck is going on over there? Like, why are there five HBOs? Like, what's going on at Warner Brothers? I need to know. They need a little bit more like organization because at <laughs> Disney is like, here's Disney, here's Marvel, here's the app. It's all there. Boom. I think I think it it, it happened. I don't remember correctly, but I think what ended up happening is that they were already planning on the DC Universe app from before and they were well ahead on that. They did it. And but the thing is, they were doing they were negotiating this big ass merger between AT&T and like, I think, Warner Brothers. I don't know what companies and like once they then merged and basically AT&T I think is the one that owns all of it or something crazy like that. Then at that point they were like, Oh, well fuck that app. Like we got HBO, <laughs> like HBO has more prestige, well known. Let's just go with that. And, and so, and it was glitchy already as it, as it was the, the other app. 
Right. And they would have never released Wonder Woman 84 on the app. Like the the <laughs> film, I, I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised at how skimpy. Like, like they had like uh Batman Begins for a week. Like, watch it quick before it goes away and shit. Like, I'm like, Damn. oh my god, this is a goddamn DC app. Give me all the DC shit. All of it. Yeah. No. You see what I mean? Yeah, like it's weird. I want a like- web- I'm sorry. I want like a, <laughs> I want like a camera inside like Jeff Johns' house where I get to switch like bathroom, kitchen. You see how he lives his life. That should be a feature on the app. I'm surprised else, you don't Jim want Lee. that for Snyder. Yeah, but he's not really DC. He's more uh, of a really rebel. Not. Oh, really? Yeah. Yo, and speaking of Jeff Johns, though, you mean you want a camera on his house? You mean on the in the bunker that he's living in right now, right? Yeah, I want to know what he's plotting down there. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff Johns. <laughs> I'm going to withhold my shout out for now until everything's, you know, with Ray Fisher is, you know, uh, 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 settled, you know, because like that's been other news has popped yeah. up. Too, right? oh, yeah. We're- like what happened with that? He got written out. What the hell? Apparently he's making too much of a stink and like mm. Warner Brothers like, you know, a guy, we get it. Social justice. Yay. <laughs> Go away, man. I mean, I, I really wanted to see his movie that was supposed to come out in 2022 or 23 or some wild shit, which at the time when they announced it was like a long ways away. And like <laughs> we're already in fucking 2021. But yeah, you know, and it, apparently this also means that he won't appear in Flashpoint. Par- oh, I'm sorry, the Flash movie, Flashpoint. I don't know, man. Whatever. Get Michael I- B. Jordan. This is a great opportunity. <laughs> To get Michael B. Jordan and add him to everything. He hasn't been a DC character yet, live action, right? No. Uh, Marvel. Let me see. Uh, no, nah, I don't know. Nah, so. just Marvel, right? No. Right, no. And actually, I saw, like, I think just today or yesterday, a quick post that I didn't read. That, that apparently, the whole thing with, with, with uh, Mike, uh, uh, Ray Fisher not being in the Flash movie anymore is, like, not true. And that he will be. So it's like, what the fuck's going on? I don't know. You know, but the only thing is, like, come on. Like, we have, we stand with Ray Fisher. Like, so if people fucking, just don't be fucking racist and pe- treat people well, you know. And I like Ray Fisher fucking calling shit out, you know. Because the big, the, the, the thing that was, like, in his, I guess, like, a slap in his face, I guess the Warner Brothers did, right, was, like, one of the big things he was saying after the investigation ended. We don't know what's going to happen yet after the investigation wrapped up, but he still kept going against, you know, Jeff Johns and against this guy Hamada, right? Which he's like the, like, I guess like almost their Kevin Faye or something. And apparently like Warner brothers, like straight up, just like renewed his contract and then gave him more stuff after that. And so then, which made Ray Fisher give even more shit. So who knows if it's like Hamada just, attacking you know ray fisher and trying to get him out of uh, deals and stuff I, I like we don't know what's happening i would i want to see the results of the investigation right like that's the stuff like let's see some evidence of people being fucking racists and dicks <laughs> i mean do we still stand with ray fisher he's getting written out of shit i don't know man like i feel like being a fair with a friend like now nah, you good bro <laughs> I'm, I'm on the fence <laughs> and the legion's true colors shine <laughs> nah 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 the, the two thirds of the legion yo fuck you guys although, I'm with Ray Fisher, man. although he did post no wait, wait I said I'm on the fence uh, <laughs> he did post on Halloween like a picture of him and his cyborg Halloween you know, like a Walmart Halloween costume type deal but I thought it was kind of cute you know with well, his son by the way that's why I'm saying cute not that Ray <laughs> that's okay, man. It's all right. Not that Ray Fisher isn't cute. I'm just saying. 
Well, to be honest, okay, so if we're going to discuss Ray Fisher being cute, let's delve into this real quick because it's <laughs> my interest a little bit. All right, so <laughs> on the spectrum of attractiveness, right? All let's right. say you get like a ruggedly handsomeness, right? You got your Tom Hardys, you got your Jason Momoas, you know what I mean? Then on the opposite side of that spectrum, you got like, you know, like your cheruby looking men, you know, like super cute, but still super attractive. Your I would what say looking like, men? You know, like a cherub, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just like, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. and Ray Fisher, he's like a, he's he's like on that side of the spectrum. I wouldn't put him on like you know like the rugged, you know what I mean. So I mm. I would say he's cute. I would put him more in the middle. I think I think he's more <laughs> than just cute though. I think he's a handsome man. I do think he's a good looking man. A little bit more than cute, but he's not exactly. He's not like rugged, fucking handsome. He's no Henry Cavill or fucking Jason Momoa, you know. Which is even both of them are a little bit different, no? And like, cause Henry Cavill's more like traditional, you know, good looking. Yeah, he, he's act. rugged. I would and by the way, rugged. yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, like also for perspective, since someone's bound to call us out in today's age, that we named all a bunch of white guys on the rugged, handsome men. I would put Michael Jason B. Momoa Jordan is- on the rugged end. Yeah, Jason oh, yeah. Momoa is not yeah, What is know he? What I mean? Isn't I think, he? He's Polynesian. Polynesian, right? No, yeah. He's Hawaiian, right? Yeah, oh, I think he's yeah, Polynesian. Yeah, 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 it'll be. It's the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a waterbender. He's like a big water. <laughs> yes. He's of that culture. <laughs> They're very in tune with the ocean and whatnot. No, I'm not being racist. We should have a segment though, <laughs> definitely later on about about ranking nothing. the attractiveness of some of these men. Eh? Nothing makes you sound more racist than saying no. I'm no racist. Yeah, like everything oh you told wasn't that bad until you say that. Then it's like now I'm worried. I'm like shit. I probably was racist. <laughs> Hashtag uncancelled chess 2021. <laughs> and I've also heard like some whispers of um. Some Batgirl stuff also going on HBO Max. These people know no bounds. Yep. And for the deep cut fans, this may be like the residual of the project that our our hero of last season, uh, Joss Whedon, he was he was working right after Justice League. He was announced to have been working on a Batgirl movie. And I was hyped about it. Like, I thought that was a great uh, pairing, given like his past with uh, Buffy and whatnot. I mean, I was down for it. Yeah, we're... So I'm guessing, like, whatever the leftovers of that project are just going to get carried over into, you know, this new HBO Max. I doubt he's going to be uh, attached to this one. Oh, wow. But, damn, if only. If only. He needs, he needs to be attached to that. Because I hope it doesn't go the way of the Batwoman show. And by that, I mean a bit of a train wreck on the low. Right, right. But I don't know if Whedon would would prevent that from happening. You know, I, I appreciate Whedon's work for sure, but not everything's been gold, right, that he's made. But I, I, I do feel I obviously trust Whedon more than Snyder, like <laughs> because you guys like, you love Snyder. Um, but I, I'd be excited. Low to- blow. Like, oh. of all, like of all people to choose. Both of you guys so far have dropped name drop for the record, have name dropped Zack Snyder before me. <laughs> good point hashtag lawyered good point that, that means that's my plan for season one worked that's just that's just a phase one <laughs> Rod has us on some like pavlovian response mechanism with snyder <laughs> immediately be like oh, huh <laughs> anyway yes but a batgirl show would be dope and exactly i do hope they go full fucking 
HBO quality type of show. Because, yeah, Batwoman, I don't know. We gave it. I'm actually a little bit excited about checking it out with the new actress with Javisha something. I forgot her. Leslie, right? Leslie, Leslie, yeah. Yeah, I, I got they've 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 shown a lot of now more promo art of her in the suit. She looks pretty badass. True. I just hope like because it wasn't in like, Ruby Rose was a pretty cool fucking Batwoman. You know, I I believe that she was fucking you know Kate Kane, but but like just the storytelling was just like nah nah yeah. nah not with it. <laughs> like it just wasn't flowing right. It just wasn't mm. flowing right. And let's be honest, we need more successful female superhero shows you know like you have your star girl you had like the vixen animated series on the cw what's it called seed or something like that yeah like they just need more they had supergirl but that got canceled if i'm not mistaken yeah man i'm tied with that actually i love the supergirl show i thought it was great like i why did they cancel it and also and then i feel it's like even more like is this like well, because they're making a Superman show. It's like, oh, now you have a Superman show. You can't have both. Like, come on now. Yeah. And on top of that, they also passed on what was the Green Arrow spinoff? Green Arrow and the Canaries or some shit like that. I think something about the Canaries. Yeah. So an all female group, which deep cut, that would have been based on what? Birds of Prey from back in the day. Something like that, I'm assuming. I guess they're, they're going for that that flavor. Yeah, like the movie. And just a quick to point out, the Batgirl, I think, is going to be a film uh, along with Static Shock. So these are two like HBO Max uh, feature film exclusives. I mean, this is the the strong rumors going around right now. Oh, no, I think I think uh, was that guy's name? Hamada. I think he even said that. I think he said it himself. Yeah, right. Because he he was the one that said that they're gonna do they're gonna do um um a spinoff basically for every fucking property that they have to go on HBO Max the same way as Disney is doing with with Marvel. And he's also made the comment. I think they should discuss. I'm mentioning it again that he called the Snyder cut uh the just you know Snyder's Justice League movie uh, a cul-de-sac, right? Uh, in terms of even before. It coming out. He's already saying it's a fucking dead end. No, the, yeah. The fuck is that Latin? The fuck <laughs> is a cool de sac? I, th- I think it's French. I think it's French. <laughs> I mean, like, wait, are you asking, like, for the, I think the right sciences were like etymology of the word, or do you not know what a cool de sac is? No, I know what it is. I just don't know like, oh, what, okay, like, okay. what language it's from. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, yeah, I mean, he just could have called it a one and done. But that's that's so far, right? You know, because the fans are powerful. We are right. we're vocal. Let's see what goes down like once that thing is released. Yeah, because it's like, why are you calling it a dead end, right? Like you're saying it's a fucking cul-de-sac from like, first of all, you were never going to show the Snyder version of the movie, right? But you went, you know, we we were seeing, we're gonna see it, right? It's like, like chill, man. Like, just let the fans get excited. Let's see, let's watch it, like, and then because it'll obviously be good for business that if it ends up being a good movie, to then create, especially if they're doing this whole multiverse, right? And with the DC movies, like, um, that leaves room for Snyder to to start doing other movies within his his realm, like, but motherfuckers, like. Nah, fuck this shit. See, Ray Fisher was right. I stand with Ray Fisher. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, like, what, you know, what um, universe within the multiverse they'll do Batgirl in. Because she is, oh, she's James Gordon's daughter. And, like, when will we have a new James Gordon as well? Like, 
or will they play off of let's say no nah, it probably won't play off of robert pattinson's the batman yeah. there's that we could yeah. you know safely assume that much because they, they are getting a, a gotham pd show for that movie you kind of bring up a good point because, mm-hmm. like, hopefully DC doesn't get a little bit overzealous with the whole, like, it's a multiverse. Like, like, hopefully they don't get too no, comfortable get with using zealous, that. No, get no, 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 no. Like, some continuity. Some, co- because then no one's ever going to meet anybody unless the only person they could continue to use to use the multiverse crossover excuse is, like, the anti-monitor or some shit like that. Especially at the scale of production with HBO Max. <laughs> My... <laughs> you guys are not gonna like this comment but fuck it happy new year it's like all right yeah, i agree i want continuity as well but i want good standalone movies and so for me i think the continuity is i feel a privilege you know it's the an honor to have continuity you know it's an honor to be able to build a franchise you know a franchise is built on good movies and let's be honest DC's movie have not been up like I'd be honest if they, I, I'd be happy if they fucking destroy all the DC movies and build no continuity and reboot it and start from something fresh or start making little universes because come on like no movie <laughs> at least from my point of view is worthy of a full franchise of continuity uh, and actually we'll 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 talk about that with the next Wonder Woman movie when, when we discuss in a second but yeah man nah you got to earn a continuity. Then listen, man. Listen, listen, listen. If we're going to go to extremes, then give me a DC death metal trilogy directed by Michael Bay. Damn, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. <laughs> like With Nick Nick Cage as the monitor. Ooh. <laughs> oh. You see what I'm saying? Like, like if we're going to go balls to the wall, let's just like... Wait. Nick Cage as the monitor or Nick Cage as the Batman who laughs? Both. Hmm. I want Nick Cage as the anti-monitor. I want Nick Cage as the monitor. And I want Nick Cage as the Batman who laughs. I got I got Willem Dafoe as the Batman who laughs. I, I just want Ooh. him in a Joker-esque uh, fucking Ooh. role. Dude, Dafoe as the Batman who laughs? Oh, my God. And for the fans who don't know, the Batman who laughs is like some dark universe twisted Batman that killed the Joker and and was poisoned by some type of kill switch gas that the Joker keeps in his system for that moment so that he can continue his legacy of, you know, being this whatever, this uh, concept or idea that kind of like, you know, and I mentioned this last season, kind of like what the Fight Club 2 comic book tried to do and make Tyler Durden like a like a thing that lives on or some bullshit. Anyway, oh, shit. That's crazy. I, I, I yeah. don't know which episode that was probably early on in the, in the season. And to try to paint a picture with words, he essentially looks like if you grab the Joker, stuff him inside of the Hellraiser suit and then put a co- um, uh, Batman cowl on him. Yeah. Sand, it sends the cape. Imagine Batman into hardcore SNM. SNM. Like, and, I'm, and I mean <laughs> hardcore word exactly you know what's funny i was gonna say that and then it clicked in my head that the suit really looks like the hellraiser costume yeah like from like the neck down it's like really really alike but also snm dungeon master with a bat fetish 
And like in some kinkier shit too. Like he's into snuff films and shit like that. Like Damn. fucked up shit. Bro, dude. doesn't on. he carry like three young boys on chains? Ah, uh, you know what? No. Yeah. No. How, how, <laughs> nah. Bro, how much more hardcore <laughs> you be, yo? That's too much, man. So, all right. So, but I'm glad that you picture Willem Dafoe exactly. In that yeah, that, that works for me. Wait, you wait, got wait, that three, vibe. Three deranged younger Tom Hollands on chains. <laughs> put a lot of thought into this. I have. I'm, I'm down for that. I do crazy. think I want to mention right now, take advantage to tell people who are listening to us right now. If you're listening to us right now, welcome back, right? And all that. But like, we're going to have a very new thing for season two. We're going to have the YouTube uh, videos of, of us talking of what you're listening to right now. If you're listening to us on Spotify, fucking Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever, straight from Captivate, we're going to have videos as well. And and if you go check us out on YouTube and then you'll get to meet my cat, who which was just fucking just walking all over me right now. But luckily, didn't move a mic or anything like that. But like... You listening right now, you missed that. You missed that. Yeah. 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 So that's actually um, a good hook right there. So for all you cat people, if you want to see a cat, <laughs> go to our YouTube channel and watch the new apps. And while we're at it, we're going to call the people at Spotify because if Joe Rogan can get video on Spotify, <laughs> I don't see why we can't get video on Spotify. Oh, that shit is annoying. Like, can you turn that off? The, turn like, off. the, the video on on the Joe Rogan podcast, does it have to play? Yes, because, and you should watch it. <laughs> because like it, it, it slows down the audio sometimes, right? Like if you're just on your lock screen hitting play and pause. And, you know, who the fuck bro, bro, you about need, seeing? Anyway. Nah, nah, bro, you need a better phone. What are you talking about? Like I, for me, it doesn't, for me, I just, lock, I don't have to see the video. I just lock it and, and yeah, it's that's it. playing. Like, I don't know. No, it care. does. I'm just saying that it auto plays. Anyway, that's, Rod has a Nokia. Fucking tech support. <laughs> Spotify, uh, you know, let me know. Text and tech support. Rod has a Nokia with a singular plan and rollover minutes. <laughs> exactly. With plastique inside. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> just in case somebody wants to fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's your form of self-defense plastique <laughs> bro <laughs> a better Jesus form Christ. of self-defense <laughs> explosive portable items <laughs> fair enough <laughs> words to live by and much to rod's um dismay some actual sad news i mean i'm kind of sad about it too but i wasn't as big of a fan of the show as rod was i mean i don't know how you felt about it miguel but we're losing the ever faithful, ever brave, ever hashtag black excellence, Jefferson Pierce, a.k.a. Black Lightning, who in my head, let's be serious, deep cut. It was also Black Vulcan, but go ahead. Right. Yeah. And the reverse, too. Right. I mean, yeah. they're both whatever. I think Black yeah. Lightning came first and then there was like uh, trademark issues. Anyway, I actually didn't watch. I watched some of season three and I think. Uh, that the show's kind of like ending somewhat on its own terms. I think they've known. It's not like a sudden cancellation. And, and it always seemed, at least with the first season, that they were going for like a like a Netflix kind of deal. Like not yeah. a super forever running show like Smallville or Arrow. Something more like a nice narrative, you know, contained within a few seasons. But, you know, I'll see if I... It's getting a spinoff, though, um, called Painkiller. For the Black Lightning fans out there, that's one of the characters... Uh, and for the casuals that I usually don't watch the show, it's like uh, one of the characters on there. I think he's an original CW creation. 
Oh, yeah, he's pretty. Cool. He's pretty one of the cooler characters on the show. Give us a dossier, powers, abilities, and such. Uh, I think okay. So the main baddie of the show is Tobias Whale, which I thought was a cool thing. Like you know, bring down this like C list DC comic books bad guy. Um, and you know he's I don't know he's somehow he's involved with this like genetic experimentation. Uh, what's that shit from Marvel Comics? Roxon type shit. And they're like, or some shit like that. They're ex- they're experimenting on like you know people yada yada anyway they just uh enhance the usual standard food. mad scientist yeah. fair and- they, they universal soldier this one guy and then he's he becomes the painter right. they wipe his brain you know uh, winter soldier you know all, all this shit something he's he's that kind of character so then he's getting his own show yeah, it's gonna be called painkiller right. and, and that's gonna be on cw that sounds dark as fuck yeah hbo what's up yeah we're pick it up no, and I, I honestly, I haven't seen all the seasons for Black Lightning, but I, I saw season one, and I think I started watching season two, and then I stopped just nothing against Black Lightning, just like there's too much on TV, you know, shit to watch. Uh, but I, I, I liked it. I liked the show a lot, actually, and I thought it was one of the best CW shows. And so I was bummed to see it kind of end. Uh, I'm glad to hear that hopefully it is in their own terms, you know, that it's not like, you know, sudden cancellation, because then... Yeah, makes you wonder, right? You know, they're canceling a female-led show, Supergirl, right? They're canceling a black-led show, you Word. know, with a black cast. Like, I don't know what's going on here, man. Shit. But hopefully it's nothing like that. And, and you know, they're, they want to do other stuff. But he was a dope. I love Black Lightning, like Jefferson Peters. I, what's the actor's name? I don't remember. And I believe that as soon as that question was asked, Rod's fingers engaged in some deep research, perhaps, or not. But we'll figure that out eventually. Um, yeah, but <laughs> the dude who played Black Lightning, I enjoyed his it's acting a, a his lot. His name is Chris Williams. Look at that. And one thing I, I like about that show is that it's kind of like, it's a little bit different from your, your usual superhero show because yeah. he, he's a family man. And his family is kind of involved. I mean, obviously him being a superhero creates issues with him and his wife, whatever. But, you know, it's it, it kind of becomes a little bit like the Incredibles at some point, except that the I don't. Oh, yeah. His wife actually does manifest some. Oh, powers, God. So, oh, yeah. Shit. No, but her powers are weird. Like they, they, they do a really cool arc with her in that she becomes like a junkie on this shit that enhances her intellect pretty cool oh whoa oh wow that sounds cool you gotta watch that facts yeah it's pretty dope and there was something on my mind that i was gonna bring up uh regarding the show oh yeah so uh and deep cut real quick so the dude who plays i guess i want to say like the alfred to his batman what's that guy's name on the show rod uh the oh, dude that owns the taylor shop I don't know. Uh, where well, Rod is currently looking that up, but um, anyway, he's a side character. That dude, I don't know the actor's name either. Good lord, but he is the second guy to play Raiden in the OG Mortal Kombat sequel. <laughs> so people know. Damn, <laughs> that's a good deep cut, dude. Yeah. Shit, and, and he's also known as the shitty Raiden. Yeah, oh, yeah because that's, that's that's James Remar. <laughs> He was also in uh he was in uh the Warriors. Oh yeah, word Ajax. Yeah, I think he's Ajax. Yeah, <laughs> he's the cool jerk one. Yeah. 
up until a certain point, you know, like when he tries, you know, like sexual assault in the park and shit. But, you know. Yeah. Hence the jerk part. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he does play the second rave, um, Raiden in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Just so people out there know. That he shit cut. was a hunk of junk. That's <laughs> one of the most disappointing movies. Yeah. <laughs> but still better than the Josh Sweden's uh, Justice League. that movie is so trash like i will watch annihilation to laugh at it right but justice league was so trash and disappointing and so divergent from the narrative that was established that (laughs) i i I can't bear to watch that shit i'd rather attend a lecture on like knitting or some shit like that i hate (laughs) that movie and i'm glad that it's getting written out of existence Damn, but better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation? I mean, worse. Nah, I, we have worse. <laughs> worse. I mean, in my, in my opinion, just seeing nah, just Motaro wild. on the screen for that movie was worth it. Like, like it was epic. It was epic seeing the giant centaur. But Yo, yeah, and, and I sense. actually, I, I don't, I don't think I, I come on. I had to have seen Mortal Kombat. I said came out ninety seven. I was fucking what third. 13 years old how old were we right yeah yeah right it's yeah about 13 12, yeah right 13. <laughs> i i don't remember much about it from like oh, now i, I want to remember re-watch. that movie very well, very well. <laughs> but i just want to say but for example damn you're saying it's worse than justice league right you know he's on, lying i want to say on and, and i know right i also because i want to talk about this this is gonna be a cool idea <laughs> that you know you don't like rotten tomatoes right but like i see like in rotten tomatoes the average of reviews is 2% for, for, for Annihilation, 25% audience score. Uh, and w- I wonder, what was the Justice League one in... in probably the inverse. Yeah, probably Justice League was a little bit higher on Rotten Tomatoes, I guess. Oh, you yeah. never know. So the, cr- the critics gave it, a, a, an, on average, the critics was, was a 40%, and audience score was 71 percent so most of the audience like a a good chunk of the audience right like like justice league where else only 25 percent like the other movie so you're in the minority i'm just just want to (laughs) say as with most things yes (laughs) facts facts but yeah we encourage everybody to go and check out mortal kombat annihilation it's one of the greatest movies ever made now you wildin you wildin (laughs) don't don't misinform the audience that way the first one is a classic. Very true. Very true. Classic. As far as like, yeah, as far as like video game movies, it's up there with the masterpiece that is the original um Super Mario Brothers movie. Wait, what? Which is also a compost heap of cinema. <laughs> yeah, Shut your dude. mouth. Get out of here. That movie was great. Come on now, man. When was the last time you watched that movie? It's been years. <laughs> and I remember watching feeling feeling as a little kid feeling like disturbed by the movie. Like it just I don't know, like the the Koopa Troopas and Bowser like looked like I'm I don't like this. Like I just it, it, it's robbing took something about my innocence away from from playing Mario. Like, no, 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 no. That movie was great. You guys are bugging. Have and we talked you- have we talked about this? Like, what's the best comic book? I mean, comic book, video, video game, game? Uh, movie adaptation. No, we haven't. No. That's actually pretty interesting. All right, we'll save that one. Stay tuned, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. We'll put that on the docket. Um, Moving <laughs> on to epic movies that we should be discussing yes. is actually WWE84, also known as Wonder Woman 84. What's up, guys? Talk to me. 
Also I, known as the shitty Wonder Woman movie. I don't I don't know. I'm on the fence. All right, who's gonna go first? I'll go I, first. Yeah, Chess, you're on the fence. Do it, bro. I'll give it a seven, maybe a seven point five. Only because and I've repeated this exact term to so many people. And wait, 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 wait. Out of a hundred? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yo. Sounds about right. Sounds Shit. right. Shit. Yeah, come on. Stop hating women. Um <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so um I give it a seven, seven point five. So essentially, and I've like I said, I've repeated this to a bunch of people. So those of you who have seen it, I hope you understand what I mean. I feel like they did too little with way too much. It was a big, like, like it was weird. It was like it felt like a big story that they were telling, but it seemed like very small and contained in a way. And if and I felt like there was a lot of like f- frivolous shit in the movie. Like it didn't have to be two and a half hours. There was a ton of shit they could have cut out, like a bunch of minutes they could have removed, which would have added up, I'm sure, to about a whole 30 minutes off the movie. Uh, but there was also a lot of good things in it. The highway scene, in my opinion, was fucking amazing. They could have done some work on the effects here and there. Um, Pedro Pascal, a.k.a. The Mandalorian, a.k.a. Maxwell Lord, a.k.a. whatever the fuck other shit he's done, um, was off the hook. I enjoyed his acting. I did not like the fact that, in my opinion, they downplayed Maxwell Lord as a character. They made him into some, like, shitty salesman when... um, in the comic books, he's this very able, intelligent dude um, who's the head of Checkmate. He has, like, mind-bending powers, if I'm not mistaken. And it's like they downplayed him a bit too much. The scene at the beginning, in my opinion, I would watch a whole fucking movie about the island of the Mascara. Those sequences are stupid amazing. They're amazing. I just didn't need to see every single second of that sequence right at the beginning of the movie. I didn't need to see the little girl actor sliding down the hill. I didn't need to see that. And yeah, I'm gonna let you guys go because like, I, I could write. Go, go wait, 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 wait. But though, like after that, like you know, review seven point five. You say seven point five, but like your review sounds more of a five and below, bro. Like seven point five is pretty high. That's passing. yeah, dude. Like no, 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 no. Because the things that I addressed, I as that I liked, I really, really liked. You liked. Two scenes. You said you like the, the, the highway scene and that the beginning, the Temescara thing. That's all. And you like Pascal's, you know. Yeah, throughout the whole movie, I enjoyed Pascal. And I also enjoyed Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I, That's like, true. I, you get what I'm saying? Like, like, there are things that, aside from the five, give it two points, maybe two and a half. And that point, one being Gal Gadot, then the other point being Pedro Pascal. But it's like, damn, Jenkins, you got so much. Like, damn. I, we're, we're rounding down though right? we're rounding down it's seven you gave us seven yeah. that's your point for your review for the fans out there just so you guys know i got sweaty while i was ranting nice <laughs> you're wearing a hoodie too you wildin'. I, I also like you call her galica dole it's like french <laughs> i mean she's israeli that's how you say the name it's not on some america shit gal gadot now it's gal got it <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll go next Whoever says it like that stormed the Capitol. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. Where do I begin? Okay. I kind of want to start. All right, let's start taking it from the top. All right, the opening sequence was possibly the best part of the whole movie. Um, 
Okay, I, I don't even fucking know, man. All right, Next, <laughs> let's start with Maxwell Lord. We didn't even talk about Cheetah yet. Let's start with Maxwell Lord. Oh, word, I skipped that too. I actually, I, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool what they did with him. And at the end, you know, he kind of like wasn't really a villain, right? I don't know, his motivations were kind of genuine. And and, and then he kind of got trapped when, for the spoiler alert, obviously, it's going to be a spoilerific discussion. Of course. It's a, yeah. uh, oh, you know, all right. We're going to add yes. a spoiler alert right about here. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, because that went in detail-wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so major. <laughs> I hope everybody watches it. And you know what? It's kind of a movie that it, there's nothing really to spoil. You know, like... You see uh, what I mean? Like, what, that, uh, what's her... Uh, God, that's that weird. Name. I can't even remember her name, her real name. Who? Uh, Cheetah. Um, Kristen Wiig. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean the character. Uh, but either way, yeah. you have your, you know, Kristen Wiig plays this like uh, socially awkward, you know, nerd kind of character that you've seen Jim Carrey master. You've seen people emulate it. Jamie Foxx uh, destroyed. Yeah, in Jamie Foxx. Uh, also, there's like, you know, a little bit of Michelle Pfeiffer, but not as good. <laughs> less hot, Pfeiffer. Uh, yes. Less hot, less effective, uh, weaker movie, we- weaker film, uh, weaker cast. Oh, so, <laughs> and it's Barbara, Barbara Minerva. Barbara, yes, Barbara and- Minerva. Two first names. For the fans that actually read the <laughs> comics and read like Greg Rucka's work in particular, there's a lot you can do with Cheetah as a character word um so the premise of the movie is that there's this there's this a uh, special rock that grants wishes right and which is not too crazy you know i i, I kind of wish they had i don't know maybe gone a little bit different with it tied it maybe more to themiscira or something M- make it pop out of some some element of dc's history or at least that film's uh past so you know you get this magic rock and that's why you know for the fans that's why you see steve trevor out there so apparently the magic rock allows Steve Trevor to come back. It allows Barbara Minerva to become more like um, Diana Prince, who she works. She's like a, her coworker, but then she's, you know, the nerdy, awkward person that's looking at this really beautiful, confident, tall, you know, woman, powerful woman. And she wants to be like her. So she wishes that she could be like her. And she actually starts to siphon her powers away. And then, you know, you have the Maxwell Lord who somehow knows of, you know, the rock's powers and wants to take it and then absorb it and become one with it. Whatever kind of trippy, kind of cool. I don't know. And it also is a cool way to give a normal guy powers, I guess, to have him, you know, self-manifest like with with it. Um, So he becomes the wish giver. I think it's like an old school horror movie like that. Wishmaster. Oh, yeah, the Wishmaster, exactly. Not wish, wish giver. <laughs> he the guy's just wish generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Maxwell Lord is not generous because like you know, he, he can he can take something from you after you've made a wish on him. Yo, the wish giver is such a good guy. Like, yeah, let him be the wish giver, man. Just get a guy wish giver. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so that's kind of like the premise of the movie. Um, and then somehow you know, Barbara Minerva wants to be like Diana, so she becomes a feline kind of character. Again, tie that to Themyscira, tie it to the lore. It's It's been woven in in the comic books. It's already there. But I guess Patty Jenkins wanted to do her own thing and much power to her because part one was good. This one was not as good. Um, and whatever, the, the, fight, the fight sequence with uh, Cheetah herself, like, okay... I never saw Avatar, but I've seen like the commercials and shit. And I know that they can make feline people look pretty goddamn realistic. 
And I didn't think Barbara Minerva, even even in, in the at, at night, right? Because they fought at night and it was kind of cloudy and all this bullshit. Like you could barely see a thing. Um. Anyway, I, that was kind of weak too. It was cool as a fan to see this going down. And oh, and also in the beginning of my review, I know I'm, I'm going in here, but in the beginning, I talked about how maybe the opening sequence was the best part. Actually, I take that back. The best part was weaving in Linda Carter into the narrative and having her, you know, become like a, a vehicle for then after, you know, Diana gets all her powers taken away. She gets this armor from this legendary Themyscirian who's been walking the earth, you know, for, for many, many years, whatever. That was but, cool. But it kind of created a plot hole in itself because if that's canon within the story of the movie, it's like, where the fuck was that ancient Amazon the entire time? Doing epic shit, bro. <laughs> All right. And la okay, lastly, I'll end, I'll end with two more points. All right. Okay. Okay. Second to last. A major shout out to Patty Jenkins. Because after Diana talks down a power thirsty, you know, fucking damn near psychotic uh, Maxwell Lord, right? He just could. Okay, again, uh, Jim Carrey. Remember that power he had in like Batman Forever, where he's just like getting everybody's knowledge. Yeah. He's he's whatever getting all. Yo, it's the same shit. You're right. Yeah, yeah same <laughs> sequence, except minus crappy CGI. Penny Jenkins wanted to you know mix it up, and she throws a beautiful lie, which is the the. The, op the, the song to the opening <laughs> sequence of Batman versus Superman. Not the 30 Seconds to Mars one. Not the 30 Seconds to <laughs> Mars one, which is also a good band and a good song. She, she put that song in there. And to me, that shit made Diana's speech about, be about, you know, being yourself and whatever the fuck she's talking about that much more powerful. She was deep. Yes. And Dumb last but not least... That there's a final sequence with okay, so you know, I talked about how Steve Trevor came back. He comes back by inhabiting some dude's body. So, you know, throughout the movie, Diana's just fucking some lucky no, nah, not I was gonna say some lucky dude, but no, because he's gonna have no recollection of this amazing sex that he had with an Amazonian. Uh, you know, it's some random dude's body, and then he meets Diane at the end in like this kind of like a Macy's commercial sequence with like snow and children <laughs> yeah, playing. Word. And I'm like, yo, this sequence was shot like two weeks ago. They're like, yo, it's coming out on Christmas. We're, we're releasing this on Christmas. Yo, quick guys, come on and shoot this stupid sequence that actually adds nothing to the story. Because for a moment there, you kind of think that yeah. maybe after having sex with him, Diana would consider maybe seeing him again or starting something moving like, on from steve trevor who she's been pining for no pun intended for like what <laughs> 70 years or so yeah. damn 65 years word how much of a letdown was that scene where the guy just walks away right? <laughs> i'm like yo bro get her number because like you like like they were obviously like a little bit flirting like there's a little bit of something there and we know that one woman's seen your junk man like she's fucked the shit out of you man yeah word like, Get her number, bro. Like, nice. and and like, she just is like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> stupid Macy's commercial. Yeah. And oh, they, no. they, they should have acknowledged because in this movie, Steve Trevor has like four fist fights. And, you know, he and he and it, okay, which were which were well choreographed, by the way. Like, you know, because as Diana, as Diana's like whooping like five guys' asses, he's Diana. fighting one dude, like what, like a one on one versus one dude. And anyway, this guy must have woke up like the next day, all beat up, Fucked bro. Up. <laughs> all beat up. And um, just on a slightly bigger picture, one thing that kind of got me tied up with the movie was that, come on, like, I'm just going to say it straightforward because it's true. There's no way around it. He got away with it. 
Like he got away with it. Maxwell Lord. Yeah, Maxwell Lord got away with it. Like he he didn't get arrested. He never got hit by Wonder Woman, not even once. Like the guy just ran off, hugged his kid, and got away with it. What? I I didn't even notice that until right now you said it. I'm like, what? What the fuck? You're right. (laughs) He got away with it. Like Jenkins, what the fuck? Come on, lady. Like, how, like, like, I don't want to hear that bullshit. Like, oh, it's implied they caught him. Fuck out of here. That doesn't nah, make any sense. Fuck out of here. Exactly. <laughs> I want to see that shit. You know, come on. The, the motherfucker was on fucking TV broadcasting to the world. You know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> arrest this motherfucker. Like, people didn't forget what happened afterwards, you know. And, and if they did, they should have told us that, that that happens when they reverse the wish. Uh, but no, the world went to chaos. Come on now. Like, you, no, stupid, stupid. I wouldn't even have, like, had an issue with if they did that old school shit where, like, the movie fades to black and then they put that little paragraph in the middle that says, promptly after he hugged his son, Maxwell Lord was arrested. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, but if you think about it, all right, so, like, the nukes disappeared. But when he was running, you could see in the back of the highway, there was still accidents and property damage. He got away with that shit. <laughs> Yo, that, that fucking that stone was like infinity gauntlet level power. If you think Word. About it. it made nuclear arms manifest out of thin air. Like the fuck? Word. Well, yeah. And I mean, the way she did it, uh, I mean, the way she said it, what it was made by the craftsmen of the gods. Um, and she's tied into Greek mythology. So that shit was created by Hephaestus, bro. Like he could make some shit like the infinity gauntlet. He's like he's one of those like cosmos level blacksmiths and shit. Word. <laughs> All right, but Rod, what's your rating? Out of 10, I'll give it a six. Mm. I'll give really? part one, I'll give part one probably like a seven. Oh, really? Oh, seven oh, so also, low? Yes. Oh, and uh, last but not least, I got to talk about this. I have to, gentlemen. Every year, you know, I watch the Ultimate Edition. All right, so if you yes. watch the fight, if you watch the fight, between you know the the trinity versus doomsday whatever it was shoehorned in blah blah blah. we know that we know the story it was still pretty fucking awesome that whole sequence diana is is fierce brutal fast strong like just amazing in that whole sequence right she's basically holding it down like while superman is like you know doing all this other shit and he he does his thing too but you know diana saves the day essentially yeah word um yo in uh, 84 she's so like posed so stiff um i don't know like she's like a like a the cover of a of a magazine glamour beautiful all the time perfect posing perfect lighting Whereas in BVS, it was just like much, much more what I would expect from a, a Wonder Woman. Because at first I went into 84, like, yo, I guess I'll, you know, I'll watch another Wonder Woman flick, even though part one wasn't all that. Uh, I never, I didn't think that she really embodied what I think uh, Diana Prince should be on the, on the live action screen. You know, I'm, all those doubts were taken away in that fucking fight sequence with Doomsday. And then again, they're just kind of She got nerfed. Up. They're softening it up, man. Don't like it. It was a very pretty movie. So essentially like, what you're saying is that... Even, I don't know. I so what you're pretty. saying is like that mall scene, she should have gutted those men is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> in front of the like, kids. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, <laughs> like blood splats like the little black girl and shit like in the face. 
Good lord. Damn. <laughs> the, way, the only thing I want to understand right now in terms of the rating system that we're on. All right, because like so Rod, you gave Wonder Woman 84 a six. You gave the first movie a seven. So you think that it only differed by one point. Like so one point different. That's how much Damn. more of a difference Word. it is, you know? Because Chess, you gave it a seven, seven point five. Yeah. What did you give the first movie? Ooh. I'd say eight. Honestly, it would have kicked it up had Ares one not had the mustache as a god. That was weird. It's like that dude who's playing like the Ares. He shouldn't have been Ares in the flashback. He looks like mad feeble and shit. You know what I mean? Like he didn't look godly. That kind of fucked it up for me. I'm a big fan of Greek mythology and the disrespect to Ares brought the movie down for me. But it's still like the shock value and it being the first Wonder Woman movie and it being so epic. You know what I mean? Like, like it was it was epic. Like I give it an eight. Could have been better if they had not fucked the berries that way. Uh, all right. OK, so and so Barad. So, yes. But so you the, the one point difference. You you still agree that. OK, I, I will change it if I give uh, part one a seven point five and I'll give part two a six. Yeah, and remember, I, I need an actual rubric. Like this is just off the cuff shit. I don't know. I don't fucking. Know. But exactly, no. I just want you to go with your gut because like, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think about it. Like, because I'm more with Chez, where like Wonder Woman one was much better than Wonder Woman. It was four, but not more than one point of a difference. You know, like I, I don't know, but like right, go for it, dive. For me, all right, so for example, giving that kind of like framework, right? For me, for the first Wonder Woman movie, I'll, I'd also give it an eight. I, I do think there's a lot of things I didn't like about it, but there was way more things that I did like about it. And, and, and I enjoyed it overall. I walked out of the theater being like, all right, that was cool. That was fun. I liked it. Fucking Wonder Woman 84 was a piece of trash. Terrible. Yeah. I didn't like the movie. I would give it a probably a three. Probably. Whoa. It, it, it was shit. It was so it was really, really bad. It had some good moments for sure. But like as a movie entirely, it was so bad. And and and, and you guys, like I think it's like you guys mentioned a lot of the things that made it bad, right? You know, and in and, and like I feel like I liked the idea of it. I think it was a good story idea about like right, like there's this the stone thing that you know allows you to grant wishes and the whole idea of like you know the consequences to like getting what you want you know just wishing it and that there's consequences to it and like that's dope you know and like you said like if it was done well the the speech that Wonder Woman gave at the end would have been kind of more meaningful but it felt more like stupid it kind of just things fucking happened super fucking fast and like without like I felt no real consequence or no real rhyme or reason. Like, because even for example, you guys pointed out with Maxwell Lord, like, why was he looking for the stone to begin with? Right. Like, how did he know this? Like, exactly. Like, I think, was it Rod that said it right? Like, is he a villain? Is he not? Because it seemed like he yeah. wasn't. And then he became one because of the stone. But but it's confusing, right? But but he's looking for the stone to begin with. Right. And well, he, was I mean, he was a villain, though, because like he was robbing people's money and shit like. <laughs> right exactly exactly no I, no I don't i don't i think he was just a failed businessman i don't think he necessarily was a crook you know what that's right exactly that's not a hundred percent clear right like that's 
they make it they they leave it ambiguous enough where like maybe he really did think he was going to be able to do the business deals that he wanted and then they didn't plan out and and then instead of coming you know telling the truth to his investors he's like fucking figuring shit out right out of, out of desperation versus somebody conning them from the beginning right like it, it's a little bit confusing yeah and like in the whole thing for example i hated that he had a kid because the kid was only used for him to become a for for Wonder Woman to defeat him. He had to have that was the whole purpose of him having <laughs> a kid. No, because seriously, there was like these. They tried to make it like interesting, like oh, like he's like he has a kid and you know he's divorced and and you know he had that one scene where he he like said like oh it's the weekend again I have to see the kid again and the kid walked away like we're supposed to feel bad like get the kid know, a race car. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we don't know, and like those little scenes with him and the kid were just to make him like human. But I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't know how he is as a father. I don't even. I'm like, I'm not gonna trust this little scene. And then, it, but it, it all made sense because at the end, it's like, gal, you know, Wonder Woman's all like, think about your child, you know. And then he's like, oh my god, you're right. I'm going to stop the wishes and return everything. Bye. And then, and then add what Chess said. Nothing. Get away with it. <laughs> Gets away with it. It's dumb. It's oh, dumb as fuck. J- just to add one tidbit too. My favorite part, that made me lol. So he has to go to a satellite apparently to touch everyone because you need to touch him to make the wish. So he goes to the satellite to do this huge broadcast using this like fucking covert government technology. Yeah. Uh, and then like, okay, so, at, you know, at the end, at the big climax, he relinquishes everything, right? Everything kind of goes back, right? But someone still flies him in a helicopter from the satellite back to earth, right to the point, <laughs> right to the spot where his son is on earth. Yo. Government tech, bro. Jesus. Yo, Believe that was it. a nice pilot. He's like, nah, yeah, I see you just trying to take over all of reality, but I'm going to take you back home, man. Not just that. I'm going to find your son. Yo, exactly. <laughs> no, I, re- I remember seeing, I'm like, wait, how, how did that just happen? How did he get there? And exactly. He got on a helicopter and, and the exactly nice guy pilot, right? He was like, all right, you know what? I was under your control right now, man. But you know, I see what you just did right now. And you know, man, fuck man. I have a son too. So I'm going to take I you to your it. son because I, I don't know where he is right now. I'm going to go with my son after this. But like, it's like, come on. All of that is dumb as fuck. It's stupid. I, 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 I don't like it. And then and then you add everything else you guys said. Uh, the, the effects were shit, too. Like, what the fuck? Cheetah did not look great. Yeah, she didn't. The fight scene with Cheetah was stupid. Like it was I, so dark. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. People talk and, about Snyder. Like what about Jenkins? <laughs> exactly. And like I don't think Wonder Woman landed a single punch on fucking Cheetah. She was all defense the whole fucking time until she like chose to electrocute her. <laughs> you know, like, hope she survives. You know, like what? And on top of that, so like I don't know where Cheetah has the power just out of sheer determination to rip apart armor that was created by the smelting of all the Amazonians' armor bound together. That just she's that strong. Exactly. And that's the other point that I didn't like. The whole armor shit. Like, what was the fucking the point of the armor was just toys. for her exactly the toys and for her like to look cool in it, you know? But 
it served no purpose. Like it was not important. Exactly. She just said Cheetah fucking tore it apart. And so it's like, and she only, and because also what I hated was at the end when she goes to get the armor, you know, like after everything that's happening, like one, why do you think you need the armor against Maxwell Lord? And like, and then you're like, well, before he destroys the world, let me just go get my armor and then go fucking fight. Like, it's dumb as fuck. I'm like, woman, fucking Maxwell Lord is like destroying the world. Go fight his ass right now. And he's like, ah, I'm OK. And and like having these moments with Chris Pine about like, you got to let go. I, I got to relinquish my wish, which is like that wasn't that bad. But, you know, like, like you guys all said exactly too. like, you know, she was fucking this guy without his consent the whole time. You know, it's like it's like it's a little bit probably unprotected. Like, oh, Lord, most yeah. likely, most likely, <laughs> most likely. And then when you think about it, right, it's like that's a little weird. Also, with adding the whole thing, like Rod said, that that guy is going to be sore. Yo, he got fuck. his ass kicked when the insurance bill comes for all those molars that got knocked out fucking concussions yeah but one uh one more point that you know we've been shitting on max lord for the <laughs> most part i did like a, a little uh tidbit that um patty jenkins uh stuck in there about the self-hatred him, about not about him being like hispanic or whatever a latino and then he makes himself look like a white man and speak like a white man I was in order to succeed up. Like, I thought that was, I mean, it was subtle, which is good. You know, it's not in your face, social justice, whatever. But I thought that was a cool concept because, you know, you're looking at him in the early trailers, like, why this guy, um, Pedro Pascal, looks so like Donald Trump ish, right? right. And then and they, it's a reason behind it. So. And then in the flashbacks, he's like, he looks like his son, like a super Hispanic little kid. Wasn't his son Asian? Yeah, hell yeah. Was he? Yeah, his son. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. Or like maybe Asian. just South American. Yeah, yeah. No, he looked Asian, like Asian, Asian, and but maybe mixed. Like he looked a little brown too, I guess. But no, he looked Asian for sure. Nah, but for example, Rob, what you said, like, nah, 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 fuck the social justice shit. That's honestly, that's a much more interesting story. I would have loved to seen him struggle with that shit and like go to be like, that fuck this, I'm gonna do this, and like to become successful. And that's way more interesting than what we saw because we're just left to assume because like those things are subtle it's like i guess like in the in the for example for you you took it that way that you know that it's because you know he wants to look more white to be successful i'm sure there's other people who didn't even notice yeah, that you know, or who are not even or not even think or probably they're like yeah good that's what you look like to be successful that's what it has to be and it's like, it's stupid, Patty Jenkins. Like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Fucking meet it face on directly rather than just like, oh, look at me, what I'm doing. I'm being woke, adding this little. No, shut up. It's all a dumb, dumb movie <laughs> with some cool scenes like the the highway scene. That was dope. That was, was fun. That so, was to me, the best, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I think including the invisible jet was like the, all the fan service was good. Uh, basically, the fan yeah. service, like the the beginning Amazon yeah. that revisiting it, the invisible jet, Linda Carter, and uh, a beautiful lie from uh, Hans Zimmer, um, uh, score for Batman vs Superman. <laughs> I want to ask the <laughs> I want to ask the the fans out there listening to right now if you've seen. Wonder Woman 84 and you're a fan of this well even if you're not a fan like if you've seen Wonder Woman 84 did you pick that up that because I was blown I first of all was blown away like you know I for some people who are who, 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 we did a New Year's Eve post you know and it was like uh, us saying you know we love you and blah blah the truth. but we had 
we said we had the beautiful lie thing in the in the whatchamacallit in the, the background in the background which i'm like <laughs> when like, i made the little yeah. video and i gave it to the guys rod's like you should have beautiful light it's gonna make it more epic i'm like i have no idea what you're talking about what song is this what and you're like and you're like just like wonder woman 84 i'm like what are you talking about like i love that you have that much love for snyder and <laughs> you have even the out. fucking Exactly, it's in your head, dude. Like that. I'm, 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 I, I'm legit curious if anybody else also noticed that, like that. <laughs> and cool, uh, they also reworked uh, the Wonder Woman theme from BVS, the Hans Zimmer uh, song that we've also talked about in other episodes. But they remade it to be more traditional, uh, from a, like an orchestra, you know, kind of arrangement. I thought that was cool too. That's during the the truck scene, the highway scene. And also one quick right. side note for the fans. If I'm not mistaken, please correct me on our post if we do for this episode. In the beginning sequence, the flags for all the Amazons that are in the race that Diana's participating in correspond with the colors of the Olympic rings because, you know, ancient Greece, Olympics, so on and so forth. Putting that out there for the fans. Good point. Yeah. Good point. However, I could be completely wrong, so... And I also want to mention that, you know, based on this, this movie was actually successful from what in the reports, you know, I've seen online or whatever, like, you know, they, they signed on Patty Jenkins and Gull for uh, part three, which we, we saw coming. I mean, come on. Yeah. It made decent money worldwide. And apparently they got a good amount of uh, HBO Max subscription. So even though it was kind of shitty and it's divisive, whatever, you know, it was successful. At least that's what it seems like right now. I mean, I don't think it's divisive. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. Everybody's either. like, it could have yeah. been better. I'm sure. I'm sure there's fans. Yeah, out I think now they're like, this is the like best it. movie ever. No, I I think most people didn't like it. Most 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 at least what I've seen on my Instagram, you know, like in the accounts that I'll follow, you know, it's but like, by Rod's logic, there's some people out there. If you ask them, what's your favorite movie? Their answer is. Wonder Woman. <laughs> I want to have a conversation with that guy. <laughs> Yo, word exactly. If you are a listener and you thought that Wonder Woman 84 was the best movie ever, email <laughs> us Legion on Zoom at Gmail. We want we you on the show as a guest. We're we gonna need to feature talk. you, fan of the week. Yeah, yes. that way you can tell us why it's the greatest movie ever made. And that better be your honest opinion. So we're going on the honor system here. We're no, interested in how your mind works. Also, this movie broke a trend of sequels almost always being better than the first. Almost always. This one was more like a part three in its, in its like quality. Damn, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> if you think about it, though, like as per the data... I wonder when that made a turnaround. Like, because remember, didn't it used to be like at some point that like the sequels weren't as good as the first, like back back in the day? Or does that myth stand for like when it gets to part three? I think like for like generally like sequels, like for like, you know, like masterpieces like Godfather and Rocky and things like that. But I think for superhero movies, usually once you get the origin out of the way, because I think if you quiz a kid in Mongolia right now, what's Superman's origin? Like everybody knows we don't got to see that shit again. So then Not once word. you get that, uh, that shit out of the way, you get to tell like a better story. I don't know. But yeah, what we don't need to see is Batman's origin again. God, how many times do like Thomas and Martha Wayne have to die? Jesus. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Like, like damn like like i understand why he's so dark in every single reality 
except for one, which we all know what that one is. Rod made a recent post about that one recently on the page. Go check it out where Martha Wayne is the Joker. Awesome story, timeline, or what have you. Mm-hmm. But in every single reality, they die. It's like, you know what? I get it, Bats. Damn. Break some bones and shit. And there was a massive occurrence, actually, that happened in the DC universe. I actually wanted to um, ask our resident doc in the house about that just because it's such an epic event the death metal sequence is over and that must mean that dc is done throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks like (laughs) good lord man that was a wild wild what was it for like the past year two years like oh my god it's actually yeah it builds off of a lot of events actually because it's like the whole story dark knight's death metal i think was a year basically ongoing but like it built off of snipe because this is this is scott snyder that, that that wrote it and and who wrote the original metal dark knight's metal event which was pretty cool which is how he ended basically his batman run you know because he was very well known for doing an epic epic batman run it was awesome. Introduced Court of Owls. Like, so much good shit was there. And then they did Dark Knight's Metal. And then he went on to write Justice League, where he kind of started to build off of what was happening, what happened in that story, and added so much fucking crazy cosmic stuff there that was really <laughs> confusing, and it was hard to follow. And and then and eventually it culminates with Dark Knight's Death Metal event, which was... It was massive. It was too massive. It was too huge because it was the main book. And then in addition to the main book, there were like side books, but like in one shots, but that you had to read because they were part of the main story. And it, it was just it was it was a lot. It was a lot. And I think because Rod, you you only read the first uh, event, right? And you started reading Justice League. Yeah, I, I read the obviously his whole Batman run. Right. And like for the lay fans, we're talking about comic books right now. I noticed that we haven't like, you know, made the, the switch for, of medium. But yeah, I read his whole um run on, you know, DC. That was a new 52. He took up from there and kept going with Batman, Death, I mean, uh, Dark Knight's Metal, and then a little bit of the Justice League, which I'm thinking about going back to actually. Yeah, from what I saw, in my opinion, um, I didn't delve too deep into death metal, um, but I would legit just embrace the art because, good lord, according to Miguel, we had this discussion um in between ourselves before we started recording again. He didn't think that the event was worth the art. In my opinion, it was because the artist got to go insane with this. We got so many frivolous versions of Batman that we never thought we would see ever published. You know what I mean, like. It was pretty awesome stuff. We got some different versions of all our characters. We got a very metal Jay Garrick, which I'm in love with. Yes, yeah, like <laughs> art-wise, it was worth it for me. Yeah, no, because like before I give like the quick background of what the event was, it's like so because this is Scott Snyder's baby, right? He's been working this idea for a long time, and Scott Snyder's main, uh, 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 you know, member team member, you know, the the guy he works with is is uh, Greg Capullo who does great art. He did an amazing, he was the main artist on the Batman book. He was a really good artist and he did the first metal event, which is awesome. And then, but then, and then he did the death metal. I'm saying the art wasn't that good because actually, because I noticed, I don't think it was Greg Capullo at his best. It was kind of a little sloppy sometimes. And actually, I remember reading in an interview where where Greg Capullo didn't want to do it. 
at first when when Scott Snyder apparently approached him telling him look I got this idea I want you to be the artist I want you to draw this the Greg Capoy was like like we, we're done like he's like we we did the metal I don't have it in me to draw all these Justice League members all these people and then but then Scott Snyder like sold the idea to him and then he was like all right I'll do it I feel Greg Capoy was like all of us that read it halfway through it. He's like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, I'm just fucking going to draw whatever just to be done. What's with it. happening? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what's your uh, rating? Of, so we're talking about the, so are you going to rate the, what the mini series or just the event as a whole? Well, the event as a whole, because that's like the that's the miniseries, I guess, you know, like it's it's the whole main narrative that took like about a year, the Dark Knight's death metal thing. And so just to give people a, a quick idea, what happens is that we before in other stories, we find out that there's an actual dark multiverse, you know, so it's like basically all the nightmares that people may have had. And, you know, there's a multiverse about that, but it dies. All the planets die immediately from the multiverse. That leads to something about like the walls that separate the universe from the rest of the other universe in ours, in the, in the main one breaks and brings out this cosmic goddess that created the universe, you know, back to life, sort of, which is Lex Luthor wants to bring her back to life to get the powers to create the universe in his own image, you know, on base because of doom, which is this is all the Justice League story, which was bananas. And then we have this because the Batman who laughs is from the dark multiverse, right? It's this Batman, like Rod said, that, you know, he killed the Joker and becomes the Joker because of it. And it's like this mixed Batman Joker one. And so he's the most, it's like the worst of both worlds, right? And so something happens that then he takes on the power of this goddess called Perpetua instead of Lex Luthor. And then that's kind of like where the Dark Knight's death metal story starts. Because then it's Batman who laughs, trying to destroy the multiverse, to create it in his own image, uh, and to kill the gods, or like basically the, to kill the people who create the multiverses. It's like, yo, you're selling me right now. <laughs> yeah, I want to read this. I'm waiting for it to drop on the app, actually, so I can read it for free. And look, no, but like I... Front. You lost me a little while ago. <laughs> Not in front. No, but look, I, like I said, actually, I think the idea is cool. Like when you the see execution, all, like, like, yeah, like the execution just was like very messy and super abstract at times. And it was just like a hot, a hot it was kind of fun sometimes. Yeah, it was way better than Wonder Woman 84. No, no doubt about that. But. It wasn't, it was just, I don't know. It, but the thing is, we're talking about it because it finally ended. It just ended like a week ago. You this, sound relieved. Yeah, no. And it because it <laughs> finally ended and it ended, big, no, because like big things happened, you know, like the yeah. universe ended, you know, and like apparently Batman died off, off screen, you know, like a <laughs> panel. You find out in a very non- climatic way that you know like i've been dead all this time and because it's batman because batman then uh is is basically necron from the green lantern world you know that he and he has the come on he said the, the black, black lantern ring. ring yeah a black lantern ring and he's like wielding the dead and he has like this very metal look to him which is cool but it's like also just like it's just happening too fast and you're dealing with so many batman from different universes that are all bad and evil and like he's fighting a, uh, they're fighting a bat 
dinosaur dinosaur and they're fighting like Gotham City is Batman and he becomes like a transformer and starts to fight them. Yo, shut mm. up. What? I need to read this now. Yo, DC is <laughs> my money. <laughs> that just sounds like you're on an acid trip. No. <laughs> and it's because it's they gotta main... animate that shit. It... Word, word, word. That'd be a cool animated feature series. Yeah, because it's take note. And it's mainly because it's mainly basically Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Uh, who are involved in the story? Wonder Woman is actually the lead in this story, and and it, it's it's exactly like I'm saying. It sounds cool, but once you're reading it, it's like a little bit like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, all uh, right, yeah. And then you have this ultimate Batman who laughs, who's like a god destroying the universe, and then Wonder Woman becomes like this. Wait, wait, goddess. wait! God damn, I don't know if I want to hear the ending. Are you gonna spoil all right, it? All right, all right, all right. I won't say the ending. I won't say exactly <laughs> how the ending happens, but um, does she get Linda Carter's armor? No, come on, they're better than. <laughs> <The fuck? laughs> That'll be Why? late. Why? <laughs> because reasons. <laughs> it's like the suits made out of metal. So right, hey, yeah. yo, they gotta hire uh, you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it. It ends cool. I don't mean like the the story itself, like what it sets up. Like that's cool. And like I'm excited to read what happens, how they deal, because the multiverse is really shifted in a very sort of significant way. And it actually leads because so then Snyder, Scott Snyder finished his Justice League run and, and with all this event and now Bendis, Brian Michael Bendis, we've, we've talked about a lot before. He's going to do the, the Justice League book. Nice. And they've shown us already before who's on the team. And there's a mix of actually villains and heroes on it. Like apparently um, uh, a Black Black Adams on it. Uh, and, and I don't remember some other ones. But it's like it's a mix. And this story kind of leads to like, oh, this is going to be the new Justice League for now. And it was that's kind of cool, like and 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 that stuff. But for me, it was all like you had to do all this to get to that. I'm like, isn't there a, a shortcut? Isn't there a faster way to have like, gotten to like, this? Took the scenic route, did you? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. So, what's the rating? Drop the rating on the fans. How many Miguel's are you gonna give it? Mm, out of ten Miguel's. <laughs> I remember you could split a Miguel in half. Yeah. Ooh. Next. I gotta give this event. All right, let, let's. I need. I need a frame of reference, though. What's 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 the. All right. While you think about that rating, since you know, I we're gonna go a little long on this episode because <laughs> this makes me want to review a book that I just finished very recently, which is Doomsday Clock, which is a, a sort of a spiritual sequel to Watchmen, right? Arguably the greatest graphic novel of all time. It's like fucking New York Times bestseller list, all this, you know, if you want to be a, a uppity comic book guy, tell people that you love Watchmen, right? But anyway, it's a great story. It's, <laughs> that, it's, it's the test of time. Uh, we went into detail about the HBO show that came out last year, how good it was and how, how it built the lore in a good way. It's it's been a bit trickier to do that in comic book form. Uh, I haven't read many of the offshoots of the Watchmen comic book because, you know, Watchmen uh, initially released by Vertigo, if I'm not mistaken, but then under the umbrella of DC Comics. So this uh, story, Doomsday Clock, sort of like 
combines Watchmen with your standard DC Universe fare, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, right? So in this universe, uh, we learn, not in this universe, in this storyline, because this is DC proper comic book universe. In this storyline, we learn that the events of the New 52, this manipulation of reality that, you know, spawned this brand new, fresh, all new fucking uh, new reader friendly uh, iteration of DC universe. It had the, the, the hand of Dr. Manhattan on it. And at the end of the Watchmen book by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons, you see that like Dr. Manhattan just kind of like, you know, he disappears in a way to whatever, meditate on a mountain or whatever the fuck on Mars or, or the moon. Um, so, you know, in, in this storyline, Jeff Johns can, tries to continue. And, you know, if anybody's going to do the job, Jeff Johns is going to do it. One issue that I had with this storyline was that I felt like Jeff Johns tried to emulate Alan Moore instead of being Jeff Johns. And we all know how fucking amazing he is when it comes to writing comic book stories. But to really make it connect, to, make, to not just make it Watchmen characters inside of a DC book, I guess he wanted to make it read and feel like the Alan Moore um, classic. And I, I guess that kind of you know, because you get a lot of these moments where Dr. Manhattan's pondering himself through time. It's it's nineteen. Damn, pondering himself he's through like, time. Yes, he's like, okay, it's um, nineteen forty-six. You know, my balls itch. <laughs> it's two thousand twenty-five. My balls also itch. <laughs> Still happens. Anyway, so and you get the big showdown, the ultimate fucking playground showdown between uh, Dr. Manhattan and Superman. And we all know Dr. Manhattan is like the uber god. Like almost right? a god with a capital G, like borderline. Yeah, and he kind of he kind of is that in a way to the DC universe because he manipulated shit to the point that we got this huge, you know, reboot, whatever. Yeah. So it, it boils down to this final confrontation between Dr. Manhattan and Superman, right? Is it, it begins with Dr. Manhattan perceiving uh, Superman about to kill him, an enraged Superman charging at Dr. Manhattan. And then, you know, Dr. Manhattan, like I mentioned before, he, can, he lives like throughout time. So he exists at all points at all times. And, but he has no vision of anything after the moment that Superman charges at him, which creates a good mystery for the fans. I'm like, okay, what's yeah. the fuck? He's like, either I end or everything ends. Word. In order for, you know, the, the fact that he can't see the future. And then, of course, you get you get Ozymandias back. Uh, Jeff Johns finds an interesting way to bring back the comedian. Warshock. Yes. And uh, some new characters, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I forget their name. Yeah. They're like a pair of like, it's a mime and like a Harley Quinn-esque kind of kind of chick too, like the marionette or something like that. Yeah, 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 marionette, yeah. Yep. And so, you know, just like, uh, I'm blanking on his name, Damon Lindelof introduced new characters into the HBO show. I, I feel like Jeff Johns achieved the same because usually it's like a sacred ground, you know, Watchmen by Alan Moore. Don't touch it. It's beautiful as the way the way it is. But yeah, Jeff Johns, he touches it. And I think it worked out for the best. Just like he's, you know, he's always, he's just, he he killed it last year. Our our unanimous best comic book was, you know, Three Jokers by him. So I'll give this uh, book, I'll give it an eight. I don't go higher because of delays, but you can't rush art. Thanks. And, and if you don't read it at like in one or two sittings, it can get quite convoluted. Hell yeah. So that's what I, I'll end with that.
Facts. I actually been reading to read the button. Now that I'm pretty sure it's going to be like all together, like at some point, probably on sale on comics, I will definitely be consuming that little project. And now for our fans, um, even though Rod describes such an amazing thing, you can go to bed, rest assured, that like gravity, Alan Moore probably hated it. Or he, <laughs> oh, yeah. he wiped his ass with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and with that being said, leaving you with a sense of assurance that some things in the universe do not change, regardless of events. We leave you with the beginning of season two, folks. We'll check you out on the next episode. As always and forever, we are the Legion. This is Chez. Wait, 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 we're wrapping up already? Wait, wait, no comments to, like, Rod's Doomsday Clock review? And no, and no rating from Miguel. Also, I didn't get a rating, bro. I feel like when oh. everybody was, like, hoarding toilet paper and shit when the pandemic started, Almore was hoarding Doomsday Clock number <laughs> once to yeah. wipe his ass all quarantine long. He made sure to go buy all the Doomsday <laughs> Clocks to just to use it, yeah. It sold well because of him. All right, so before we, like, wrap up as enthusiastically as you did, Chess, sorry. But, I'm like, I agree with Rod. I'll give an eight to Doomsday Clock, actually, too. I, I liked it. it. It was – but, for example, <laughs> I feel – I would have liked if they could have combined, like, the, the ending of Dark Knight's Death Metal with Doomsday Clock because the ending of Doomsday Clock was a little bit vague, right? You're like, you don't know, wait, what happened? Like, the, what, what's the consequences? And I feel like some elements of Dark Knight's Death Metal would have been added to Doomsday Clock and would have been good because, but if you're thinking that Doomsday Clock was convoluted and kind of hard to follow sometimes, yo, not it compares nothing to Death Metal. Like, Death Metal was out there, was a whole other thing. And yeah, so I'll give Doomsday Clock an eight. And because of that Death Metal, I'll give it a five yikes yeah like it was like a five because i like scott snyder i like greg capullo they had moments the art wasn't terrible of course and but it was it was hard to like i read it just because like yo bro i'm invested in this i gotta fucking see how it ends like but i didn't want to read it you know i wasn't craving it doomsday clock on the other hand yeah like Fuck it, it took months for the next issue, but I'm like, nah, man, I gotta read it. I gotta see the art. I gotta see what's happening. And then when I'm reading, I'm like, wait, what happened the last issue? <laughs> like, let me read it again. And oh, okay, I think I understand, but I'm doing it because I want to. Right. Yeah. You know, with, with death, death metal was more like, ah, yeah, whatever. I'm like, I don't even need to understand it. Didn't, let me just keep going. Let me, how to, okay, it ends. Great. Thanks. Bye. That's it. All right. Um, that's it. <laughs> Speechless. Everything I just said before, this is Chess. Okay. <laughs> and it, no more last words. Anything else? Anybody else? Anything? Else? No, no, we're good. <laughs> I'm okay. good. We got comic book reviews. We got Wonder Woman review. We got a little bit of news. I'm satisfied. All right. Well, well, exactly. Happy New Year to everybody. I'm glad to be back. Legion on Zoom is back. I'm glad to see all of you guys. Missed you guys. I'm happy to do another season of this shit. Fuck yeah. And I am Miguel. And I'm Rod. We'll see you next week. Deuces. Peace. Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.